Recovery Pod, Messages of Hope, baby. What's up? Boy, Stevie J. So, talking about this term, right? Functioning alcoholic or functioning addict. I always find this term kind of amusing to me. And I've used it in the past, don't get me wrong. Like, But, you know, working as a behavioral health substance use counselor, you know, running groups, talking to, you know, various different types of people on different, you know, parts of their recovery journey. It's something I hear all the time. You know, I was a functioning alcoholic. I was a functioning addict. And, you know, I'd say about like, I don't know, within probably about my first year is when I really like the light bulb clicked for me and I I challenged it. And I'm like, what do you mean when you say functioning alcoholic or addict? I'll just keep saying addict, right? Because alcohol is a drug. And they're like, well, you know, I I went to work, I paid my bills, you know, I slept every day. If they were on something that keeps them up, I I stayed out of jail. Oh, okay. So how how did you function emotionally? Oh, well, that was a fucking hot mess, you know? So like I, I found out when I was asking these people and talking about this term, they used bare minimum requirements. Like, I mean, it's literally like I didn't die. I didn't go to jail. I didn't get kicked out of my house. I didn't, you know, lose my marriage. And man, what a low bar to set. You know what I mean? And that's functioning. That's functioning. And and it. I'm glad I had this revelation for myself too, because there are times where you know, some of the substances I've used, I could throw into the dysfunction category and other ones, my addict brain can qualify as functional use. You know, and that's a little bit of what I talked about last time where, you know, some of these substances I may not have hit like, uh, you know, bottom with that my addict brain can creep up and be like, well, you can successfully use those, you know? So, when I start breaking that down, it's just like, okay, and emotionally is one of the first ones I go to. Like, okay, so do you feel like you function emotionally? Do you feel like you functioned with your communication? Do you feel like you're, you know, maybe you didn't get a divorce, but how was your relationship? Um, how was your work performance that you showed up to all the time? How was your money spending, you know, or where was the priority of your financial, you know, help going? probably to your substances. So, you know, we're, we're looking at it like, okay, my bills were paid. Okay, what about the rest of, you know, possible ones? You know, so I think it's really important for those of you out there who may have identified as a functioning addict to really take a look at what you mean. You know, like, what do you really mean? Because I'm sure if you are honest with yourself and you dig a little bit, you'll see a lot of dysfunction in there. And I bring this up because we have to be extremely, extremely intentional about our language. You know, the things we say to ourselves, we 100% believe. So if I go around talking about I'm a functioning addict, that shit gets reinforced every time I say it. It, it, it becomes, you know, it goes from a thought to a perspective to a belief to a core belief. Like I believe in my core, I'm a functioning alcoholic, I'm a functioning addict, you know? And that's a dangerous thing because when my thoughts get twisted, where, where do I go to a belief, you know, like a trust issue? You know, if I'm 
seeing some things that are, you know, mistrusting. And then it goes back to the core belief. Oh, I can't trust people. You know what I mean? And that's the, that's like the lower brain overriding, you know, because that's like in my soul, you know, these things can be changed with enough positive self-talk with enough changing our language and being more honest, because that's what it is. We're not lying to ourselves. Like you cannot lie to yourself. You could be ignorant, but you can't lie to yourself. That's why when it comes to like addressing these things, you know, affirmations, for instance, right? You can't have like a deep belief of one thing and tell yourself an affirmation of the exact opposite if you don't believe it. You can't. Because your immediate thought, your immediate feeling, like your soul vibe feeling without words is bullshit. It's a rejection. Like if you tell someone to pray, if, if your God, you know, if, if the way you talk to your God is getting on your knees, putting your hands together, saying certain words and praying to a specific entity, you cannot tell someone else who does not believe that to do that. You can tell someone open-minded and maybe they'll have like, you know, some open-mindedness with, but you can't tell someone who does not, who specifically doesn't believe that because their, their whole vibe is rejection. You know, and I hope, I hope some of these examples are, are helping you guys see what I'm actually meaning, you know? So with these affirmations, if you feel like you're at a place where you are, I don't know, like broke, like I have a money block. Okay. So I have this core belief that no matter what I do, I'm always going to be right there on the line. You know, I'm always going to be just, just making it by. And I have mountains of evidence in my past to prove that. Even when I get raises, when I get bonuses, there's always something that puts me right back to the line. However, also when I lose jobs, when I have lower paying jobs, when I have financial hardships, I'm also always right on the line. Like something happens, like I get that bonus that puts me back to the line. So maybe, you know, me developing an affirmation saying something like, I am going to be rich and bountiful and I'm going to immediately reject it. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm going to immediately reject that. But me saying something like an affirmation, like I have enough, I, I will always have what I need. You know, I will have my needs met. I will have enough. That's something I can get behind, you know, and even if it's the same truth as, man, I can never get past the line. I'm always just broke enough to be right at the line. That's saying two different things. One is a negative statement and the other one is a positive. One is like, oh, I'm always held back and trapped. The other one is, you know what? No matter what, I'm gotten. I I'm good. You know, so that's what I mean when I'm saying this like language stuff. So when we're calling ourselves like functioning addicts, functioning alcoholics, you know, when we tell ourselves, you know, oh, yeah, I like the good times or, man, I wish I could get high, but I can't, you know, even something like that. I see people all the time where they they're, they're in recovery. They want to be in recovery. They, they, they can verbalize an awareness and understanding that these substances don't work for them. But when their old homies come around or when they're talking about it, in a glorifying way, they will verbally say things like, oh yeah, I wish I could. You know what I mean? Maybe they don't really want to, but, but it keeps that belief alive that deep down they wish they could. You know, some of us do it in recovery. There's times where we say things like, 
I wish I was a normal person who could use here and there and not obsess about it. I've said that, you know, I try not to often. And when I, when I say it, I do try to catch myself and be like, let's not, let's not, let's not say that too much because I have noticed the effects of talking like that, you know, where just like I was talking about in the last one about the medicine, if I start entertaining these thoughts, I start playing with them. What I'm doing is I'm romancing the idea and that shit starts multiplying inside my head and my inner addict is getting fed and it's saying, hell yeah, this is the type of thinking I want to be on. This is what I'm talking about because this is making me feel alive again. You know, this is waking me up. This is getting all this recovery shit out of the way. I don't want you to feel your feelings. I want you to need me. I want you to want me to loosen up to so I can control you. That's what the disease wants. That's what my inner addict wants. It wants me checked out. It wants me submissive. It wants to be in control. And it wants to be needed. And it wants to be needed all the time. And I'm the type of addict that, you know, I'm not a balls to the wall addict. I'm not a, I need to be completely numb addict or take the whole bottle or do whatever drug. I'm not that type of addict yet. But I am the type of addict who needs it all the time. Like whatever I need, I need all the time. Like, I, I will 100% obsess about it. So I choose to be extremely mindful of my language. You know, I thought I was a functioning addict for a long time. And I wasn't even getting the bills paid. <laughs> I wasn't even doing, I, I think, sorry, I'm fighting up a burp here. I think my qualifications for being a functioning addict, check this out, not overdosing and not going to jail. Still spending all my money, still like losing cars, you know, having to move, lose apartments, move in with people, move back to my mom's like, you know, but still it's that denial would, would just not want to accept the fact that I don't got this. And, and the other funny thing, man, cause like I, I make music, you know, I rap. So like all the way back to like 2007, you know, when I was... 23, uh, 24, you know, I'm, I'm making raps about addiction. And even if I listen to it back then, I hear the pain. Every now and then I make something a little glorifying, talk about it like, yeah, smoking blood, yeah, whatever. But most of the time it was like, this is a demon that has its fucking grip on my soul. Like I've got a few. And so it's funny to me, you know, thinking about that part, how I can remember feeling like, I'm a functioning addict and, and I got it under control. I also can remember feeling like this is severely out of control. <laughs> I, you know what I mean? And it's so funny how both of those thoughts can exist at the same time in the mind of an addict. I know you know what I'm talking about. You know what I mean? Where, where I could just feel like, how the fuck do I believe this to my core and know this to my core? It blows my mind. Like, we are some of the most creative people in, in the world. Denial. You know, hardcore denial, you know. And some moments I'd have realizations that I'm like, yeah, this isn't it. And then other moments, it's just like, oh, no, this is it. You know, that shit plays a role in recovery. You know, relationships, jobs, life, skills, whatever, myself. There's times where I'm like, I'm a shit. You know, I don't got nothing else to work on. And there's times where I'm like, eh you know, a little more humility creeps in and I'm like, yeah, I definitely got some things to work on. And there's times where that self-shaming and 
you know, kicking my own ass comes in and I feel like I got everything to work on, you know, so it's finding that balance, you know, checking in with people who are, you know, really trusted, right? Really trusted people who you can rely on to tell you the truth in a, in a way that is helpful. So important in recovery. That's what I'm going to talk about on the next one. But I really just wanted to touch on this functioning shit. You know, I, I cannot recall when I was a functioning addict. Like, I, I cannot, okay, I cannot recall emotional functioning during my addiction. It is, it is impossible. Emotional functioning in addiction is impossible. It is impulse. You know, there was no observing my thoughts and feelings. There was no, you know, I, I see it in people all the time. And I see, you know how I can tell? Because that was me. If you spot it, you got it. You know, that's why it hits me so hard because I lived it. The shit that I didn't live, this, I didn't experience every part of addiction as far as the thinking and behavior. So those parts kind of fly by the radar for me, you know, like, but when I see someone, you know, just stuck, right? In that feeling like they just have, there's no other option besides what they think and feel. Like there is no observation. There's not really a whole lot of processing there. When I used to get pissed, I would be locked in. My perspective was the only perspective there was. There was no self-reflect. There was no, oh, I see my part in this because all my parts were justified. There was no nothing. If someone made, you know, because addiction itself is a condition of intolerable feelings, right? Addiction itself is in essence, I cannot tolerate how I feel or what I'm thinking. Therefore, I'm using to control or change how I'm feeling and what I'm thinking. So how am I supposed to have emotional distress skills in active addiction? How am I supposed to be able to push through feelings and thoughts, see other sides of them in active addiction when I can't even really tolerate regular feelings with no situational events going on. You know what I mean? That's some heavy shit, man. Like, this is what it's about. This is what it's all about. For me, I like to talk about these things because I like to understand different aspects of self. I need to know more than, it's more than just drug use. It's more than just, oh, I use drugs, drugs are bad, and I got to stop doing drugs. No, I need to know why I use the drugs. I need to know the effect the drugs had on me way more than the high. I need to know about the impulses, the thoughts, the emotions, the running, the numbing, the hiding, the changing, the control factor. I need to know all that shit, all that shit. Because when I'm not feeling the craving and I don't have a feeling I want to run from, why, why then am I thinking about it? I want to amplify a feeling. I want to run from a feeling. I just want to feel nothing. I want to feel everything like control and intolerance to feelings. Lacks of acceptance. I could go on and on. Appreciate you for listening. Next one, we're going to talk about those friends and what you want to look for in a recovery support because that is extremely important to get the right people around you. Appreciate you for listening. Send me an email. Let me know what's up.